bro, it's 2021. You can literally say, hey, Siri. And then she will you know, record I don't, every I don't, little thing. I don't talk to Siri. I didn't even know she had that capability. So she you can talk to Siri, right she'll now. type it out. She lis- she's literally How do you listening have- to you right hey, now. Hey, do you have one of the things <laughs> in this house? you for not having Twitter? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I'm too. And they'd be uh, like, I'm, they're always listening. I'm, I'm too mean. They're no, always yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. You don't need one. They are literally, literally, they can. <laughs> no, if they decide they want to, they want to know what's phone. what's going on with Deo. They could literally tap into your phone right now. Right, but they, but they could. I don't think they are. This yeah, machine literally not. says, "I'm always listening." Yeah. He basically tells you, "Look, whatever you say." No, I'm talking about Siri on your phone. I'm but talking I'm talking about. about that's, but I asked them, did you have one of those Echo? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have one. They just be, I mean, they just be recording. You, every, listen? you told like, me and I stopped talking that day. You know, yeah. be careful. That's, that's on you. You want to go to my phone? You want to listen? I don't got nothing to hide. But if you... No. Y'all didn't hear the story no. once where that's somebody, the police called, like somebody called the police or something. The machine called the police because they heard him doing something. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. They heard him doing something. What happened? The police were called. Some one Make, way or can we another. We start the show. <laughs> we start the show. Yeah, we start the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, down, we, we got, got so many topics to cover. We, we got to start the show. We got. We no, go down a certain route. Uh, Just give me that dictation machine for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, dictation. Dictation. I said, God, give me a warning. Please take me for the morning, so I. More disappointments than I ever will appointments. Give a fuck about your feelings, rub it in. This your ointment can't depend on the oink or find your pit. Welcome to First and Fifteenth, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is our dynasty guru, Dio the Machine. Guys, I want to talk about news this week. Let's start off with the Texans, of course, our hometown team. The Texans are finally willing to trade Deshaun Watson. Relevant or irrelevant? Oh, absolutely relevant. But it's, a, I mean, it's a mess. It's, and it's not just a mess for us in terms of having a quarterback who does not want to play for us, attend training camp, and play defensive back, line up in the backfield, or do whatever he's doing out there. And I have nothing against Deshaun Watson. I just think it's just a bad situation. But it's a mess for everybody else around the league because he's going to go somewhere, okay? So somebody's hopes and dreams from a, a fantasy draft standpoint is about to get crushed. Whether it's, you know, someone who's heavily invested in a Jalen Hurts uh, or, you know, potentially someone may actually gain a little bit as far as, you know, if you've been in on a few Dolphins wide receivers or the Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers. So absolutely relevant. Uh, I mean, at this point, we can sit here and speculate about where we think he's going to go, when we think he's going to get traded. It's all speculation. It's, It's so much up in the air. You're a lawyer. You probably know better than anyone else how these things are, you know, you know, from a timeline standpoint, are uh, uh, unpredictable, especially mm-hmm. with so many different uh, cases out there. Especially but, with two more cases actually coming yeah, and, in the last couple of days. But, and I felt, I felt like, uh, you know, that to me, I think, really probably stopped a potential trade that may have yeah. gone down this week. You know, t- you know, I think I heard his quarterback coach – uh, on the uh, Adam Schefter show, uh, speak about how he felt like a trade was very imminent. Like, you know, I think the beginning of this week before training camp, something may go down. Not that he had inside info, but that just kind of, you know, alludes to some of the confidence that people had that something was going to get done. Uh, NFL came out and said that they still have an ongoing invest- investigation. So, you know, we don't want to get into the legal aspects, you know, right and wrong and things like that. We can't, you know, uh, 
be the judge or juror for, for any of these guys. But uh, all that we know is that right now he's a Texans. Mm-hmm. He's at training camp. He, but the, the most important thing I think people just need to realize, and people already know, but just kind of to put in context, he is extremely young. He is elite. He has been proven. Okay? So from a, you know, what, it, what is it going to take to acquire him? There's going to be a bidding war. Even yeah. if it's only between three teams and really even only two teams, you, a team has a chance to lock down their future quarterback for the next decade plus. Someone who is an absolute game changer. They're not going to pass on that because they're afraid of giving up two, three first-round draft picks uh, and you know, whatever quarterback they have on the roster. Dale, I want to move to you. Let's talk about uh, Sean McVay saying that Daryl or Darrell <laughs> Henderson <laughs> – it's not going to play in the preseason. Is that relevant or irrelevant? <clears throat> Probably a little relevant. Not too relevant. I mean, it basically just says week one he's going to be the starting running back out there. We don't have to really worry about injury unless it happens in you know practice or something like that. But um, it, to some extent you can say it's relevant because what that does, it allows the backups, those guys we talked about last week, to kind of showcase, kind of let people see what they got. And you never know, you know, it could be one of those situations where they look so good during the preseason or, or in practice that they could start to push Henderson for his job. I mean, yeah. it's not like we really just solidify Henderson in that position. I mean, he's the, the veteran, if you will. Everybody else is a rookie or a one-year guy, so he's been there. But, I mean, other than that, as far as Henderson's value or anything like that, it doesn't change that at all. Um, if anything, it, it kind of lets us know that we don't have to worry about them bringing in a veteran too soon because Henderson's not going to get hurt. And, you know, if Henderson was to get hurt, definitely they were going to have to sign somebody. So, um, slightly relevant. I think I, I, I think I kind of disagree. I think it's extremely relevant. I think them taking the precautions of not playing him in any preseason game. And I know there was some talk of that he had uh, an offseason injury that he was dealing with, but he's not on the puff. He's not on the pup. So I think they are really wanting to protect their investment. There's nobody behind him that scares me. Okay, I've, I've done a deep dive. And just for me personally, I don't see any talent behind him whatsoever. People can talk of Xavier Jones. They can talk of all the other guys. I, I really don't see anything behind him. I'm not worried about any of those guys. In fact, I think their ADPs are going to shoot up. I'm anticipating that, and I will be mostly avoiding them where they go. I mean, hell, I saw Xavier Jones go in the 10th round the other day. Uh, in my opinion, if something happens to Henderson, they're going to bring someone else in. I said that though. Exactly. So me spending some draft capital on some of these backups. Oh, I never said. Yeah. I never said draft them. Yeah. I said. I just said. But, it's slightly relevant. Yeah. But I just. I just. I guess what I'm saying is like I'm in my mind. For me personally, I'm prepping that there. Someone's going to shine and do something in preseason because it's preseason and that's what guys do. So whoever it is, especially if it's Xavier Jones, because he tends to be the uh, first one taken. I'm not going to overreact to that. No, no, it's not. It's yeah. not an overreaction at all. I don't. I don't even think you should draft them. What I really think what it does is it allows one of them to solidify that they're the backup. Yeah. Right now, people are, are taking stabs at at Funk, Xavier Jones. Yeah. You have people drafting uh, Raymond Calais yeah. and uh, Otis Anderson. Yeah. Like people really don't know where to yeah. go. Yeah. You know, people. You know, it's yeah. almost like a lottery pick uh, yeah. decision at this yeah. point. Um, but if one of them showed they're the guy. Yeah then you know who, like we talked about last week, who the handcuff is, Mm -hmm. and then you can start to focus on if Henderson was to get hurt, even if you want to kind of be proactive about it and say, let me plan for the possibility of him getting hurt. Again, he doesn't have the 
the the best track record as far as hell. So uh-huh. with that being said, you can say, let me get this handcuff and know who the handcuff yeah. is. So that's why I said it's slightly relevant. Yeah. But again, for Henderson, yeah. I mean, yeah. Again. I guess I guess I'm not viewing them as a handcuff because I feel like if Henderson gets hurt, another handcuff will come in. But I will say this, you know, in terms of doing some drafts since the uh, Cam Akers injury, I feel more comfortable drafting Henderson in the fifth round. Hmm. Um, I feel comfortable in a scenario or a build where I'm going maybe wide receiver heavy or where I draft one of those earlier tight ends and I'm looking at Henderson as my RB2. I don't think I want to go for him in the fourth round. I like too many of those uh, wide receivers going in that range. And I really like a lot of the wide receivers going in, the, in, 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 in round five. But if I'm in need of a, a, a second running back, knowing how quickly running backs are flying up the board, now we're going to see, you know, uh, you know, Carter Williams. Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> he still Michael did Carter. it. He, sti- Michael he still Carter did Williams. it after we talked about it. Hey, Michael Carter Williams. Uh, that's his nickname now. MCW just comes yeah, to the NFL. MCW, you know what I'm MCW, saying? Yeah. It ain't working in the NBA. Just come over. MCW. He, yeah. he, we're going to see him uh, you know, flying up draft board. So yeah. I, I like getting him there. That, you know, that dead zone uh, running back range that everyone's been talking about, yeah, there are, there are potentially a lot of landmines. And so – I don't think that you can just completely avoid that range in every single draft. They don't all bust. A large percentage of them do, but we can't just extrapolate previous years to this year and say that, oh, because 70% are going to bust, I'm just going to completely ignore it. No, I think you need to sort of do a deep dive into each player and understand you know, which one maybe has the least chance of busting or understand what you're drafting. So right now, Josh Jacobs has fallen into that range. When I, draw, when I draft Josh Jacobs, I'm drafting him as a running back three or as a complementary RB2. And what that means is I'm playing the matchups. If he is playing against the soft defensive line or where we anticipate them maybe being in a more positive game script or a very, very close game, that's a great matchup to play him in. He's still going to get all the early down work mm. and get most of the goal line. He got... He, was, he led the league, or not led the league, but he was top five, top six as far as the amount of carries near the goal line. So he's still getting that. So you can, you can, you can you know, play the odds of when or try, and try, try, try to best play the odds of when to start Josh Jacobs. So basically what I'm saying is, just, you know, when you, you don't need to completely avoid that fifth round range. Just understand what you're drafting, understand what you're, what you're expecting from those running backs. Somebody goes for Chase Edmonds because they went – you know, uh, zero RB, just understand that you're not really probably going to get those spike weeks. You're not getting a workhorse back, you know? Me personally, I'm still not taking him in the fifth. I mean, yeah. I-, I can see people. I've seen them go there. Um, I'm still not ready to just kind of commit to that. I mean, we're still talking about a guy that has been having or has had injury issues in the past. Mm-hmm. He's injured right now, you know? He's not injured right now. He is injured right now. Henderson is not injured right now. He Remember, we saw that report that he hurt himself during OTAs, and they were saying if he was going to be ready. Yeah, he's not injured but, right but, now. But, okay. He's not injured right now. We don't know if he's fully healthy. I'll say that. You know, and he's not he, – and we haven't seen it yet. I think their first practice was today. Yeah, he's so not on really, pup. And they, he is, but, but, you know, not being on pup doesn't mean you're not injured. Well, we, there are plenty of players on pup, on active pup, who are just kind of nursing. Right, but there's also players that are not on PUP. Kenyon Drake just got put on PUP. But there's also players that are not on PUP that we know are still dealing with the ailment. Barkley's not on PUP right now. Barkley is on PUP. I mean, I'm sorry, not Barkley. Um, What's his name? LJ Howard is not on PUP right now. 
and we know he's still okay. dealing with something. I mean, there's other players that we know they're having these little yep. knickknacks and they're still dealing with. All I'm saying is the guy has not had a track record of being totally healthy. That's why he's um, going in the fifth round. We, we've never seen – I mean, but there's other running backs you can also take in the area that probably have, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as much value if, if not more, just depending on the circumstance. I'm just not ready to take him there. Yeah. I feel like that's his – I don't want to say his ceiling, but I think that that's his high end yeah. of his value. If he falls to the six. I'll consider him there, but I'd rather go a different round in the fifth yeah. round. I think for me, uh, just to kind of put a bow tie on it uh, from my perspective, I love the offense that he's in. Okay? okay. I love the offensive weapons that they have, and I like the fact that there was talks about getting him involved in the passing game, and we know what he's done on the collegiate level as far as being a receiver out of the backfield. Okay. Was he doing much work? I thought that was the Pollard role. I think he had some. He had some. He had some. He he definitely. I don't want to say he had like a large receiving receiving role, but he he did well when when catching passes out of the backfield. I mean, I'm just. I'm not there to get to get him in the fifth, but I definitely understand the person taking him for that. Well, let's talk about the biggest news of the week. Aaron Rodgers shows up to training camp, relevant or irrelevant. Extremely relevant. I was totally wrong. It's clearly relevant. I was totally wrong. He showed up, and I can't believe he showed up. And it's crazy because since our last episode, there was a couple days where we thought he was actually just going to retire. Yeah. It it went from one way, and then it went totally to the other way. And and just, you know, today's Wednesday, so we did kind of get that Aaron Rodgers uh, Mm -hmm. interview. And he actually said he was contemplating retiring you know so so it wasn't just something that was just totally out of blue things got worked out and you know what they say deals get done at deadlines or something like Mm -hmm. that and you know it was becoming a deadline and one side had to budge if you ask me i I think maybe rogers kind of buckled a little bit would you say i mean i agree changed his contract (laughs) both sides both sides won in my opinion i mean they gave you know he got the freedom who won one though but honestly i don't don't necessarily what did he really get that's that's what I'm saying. What that's what, that's what I, he I mean. Really he got he did. got them to to bring over. He got out of his contract for 2022. Okay. No no so not 20, not, not, no no. Out of all of that, the Packers still get their guy. Yep. They didn't have to pay any extra money. Nope. You know. I mean, they didn't have to. They offered them extra money. They did, but they didn't have to pay him. And they didn't they didn't cut anybody. They didn't fire anybody. If yep. anything, they brought somebody over who actually might help them out because their receiver room was not the greatest. So, it's, Is that to me, trade final. Yeah, it's final. Yeah, it's, it's final. final. It finalized today. Yeah. Even if Cobb does come over, is that a, I mean, is that, it, a that that is absolutely for what signi- he put them through? That is absolutely significant for him. I, for Rodgers, it's significant. I think. Not yeah, for Cobb. I think you know. Okay, this is where I'm gonna get a little bit personal with this uh, from a player standpoint. I think the days of players just playing and front offices and GMs just doing their own things and things being completely separate, I think that's over. I think when you have an elite player these days, they are going to want input, whether you agree with it or not. But I think you need, from my standpoint, it makes no sense to completely leave them out of the discussion, especially when it is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, someone who is very, very elite, someone who plays on this offense day in and day out. For you not to sort of just, for you not to take, into account their thoughts and ideas of how they can improve this offense and then have them go and lose a playoff game and part of that reason be because they lack the offensive weapons. I mean, they're, like we talked, like you just mentioned, their receiving room is underwhelming. It's extremely underwhelming. And they, and, they, and they very much lack that slot guy. And, yes, they drafted 
Amari Rodgers, and we are all high on Amari Rodgers, but he's still a rookie. And this is a, a team that wants to win now. So now you have someone who can take over that short to intermediate route where you have a Devontae Adams, you have a strong running game, you have a mobile quarterback. This is very different than the Houston Texans offense. So I understand Cobb is older. I understand it's been a while since he's been extremely productive. You don't need him to be extremely productive. You just need him to be reliable. You just need him to be where he needs to be. I don't even think it it matters what he is. I think that all that matters is Rodgers wanted him. Oh, that's why he's there, yes. No, but what I'm saying is I think literally that's – all that matters. Rodgers wanted something, and from the past, apparently Rodgers wasn't getting what he wanted. Absolutely. And they gave him what he wanted. Yeah. Now, now Rodgers, now that you've gotten what you wanted, go do what you got to do on the field without yeah. any excuses. I think that's kind of. And again, yeah. what did it really cost them? They, they, I mean, they gave up a draft pick. Um, they now have to eat Cobb's salary, which I know is a little difficult to them. But he didn't really get what he wanted. I mean, like he's been asking for things for years. No, 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 no. no. Again. I still think the Packers won oh, gotcha. because I don't think they gave not, him much. I, I can't what I'm saying that. is they, yeah. they kind of threw him a bone. Like, here, take yeah. this. Yeah. Just, like, like Rodgers, take so, this so and come on in. He's, so. ta- he's taking the vi- victory uh, in the public side, you know, with the speech and with the uh, Instagram posts, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the public's the always – the and the front office may be taking the victory behind The, the public is always going to take – Take the side of the player, though. Man, not the always. public, not always. What, what, we live in Houston, when, bro. When we live in Houston. James Harden, do I need that? But there's right. still a lot of Watson? fans of I mean, Harden in this city. A lot. A lot of fans yeah, want Harden to come back. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm you know, fan. so yeah. that's what I'm saying. The public is usually behind the yeah, players. but the mass public. We're, we're we're Houston fans, but the mass public views view these guys in, in different light when, whenever these situations. Right, but, but but they never they never say I'm behind the Rockets or I'm behind. The Packers. I don't think any. Yeah. For, for what? For what? Do you y'all think seen, the fans are behind Deshaun Watson right now? I think so. I think yeah. Watson has his fan, especially outside of Houston. It doesn't matter where Watson goes from like a fan standpoint. Where whatever city he goes to, he's probably going to give the typical speech. Look, you know what has happened has happened. May you know may apologize. He feels the need to apologize. See, y'all are talking. About, gonna, y'all, y'all are talking more so from like the total public. I'm talking about the football fans. That's what, that's what I'm getting to. The football think, fans. That's, I, I, I think the football fans are more concerned with being behind Watson and what he can do on the field. That's, ra- that's what I'm rather getting than, to. Rather than the that's cases. what I'm getting to. Is like when, once he gets to his new city, it's it's a fresh start. He's flipping the page. So as long as he's winning there, fans probably are not going to care. I think right now, if, if, if okay, if tomorrow we found out all the cases were dropped. Whether he did it or not, like that's not even the question. They were just straight drop for whatever. Say he settled. He just straight up settled. I think all the Watson football fans will come back and be like, okay, now that it's settled, where is he going? Where is he going to play? We want to see Watson on the field. I, I, I think that's what's They're doing happen. that right now. I exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think fans are always going to be supportive more so. Not, let me not say always, but typically they're always going to. Typically, I don't know. Green Bay fans, they were, I've heard they, I kind of heard over the weekend they were kind of turning. Man, that's more, that's more training. of just little grumpiness because your star guy is about to leave. Right. In Maybe. reality, none of them Packers fans were behind. I mean, they were yelling at the shareholders meeting. Yeah. The Packers said, like, where's Aaron? Like, everybody was like worried about Aaron. They didn't care yeah. about what they had to say. Yeah. We don't care about how much money the Packers made. Where's Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah, you know, true. so, um, but yeah, go ahead. But let's move on to the Saints. I also want to talk about another big story. Oh, the Saints. Let's t- listen, let's talk about Michael Thomas is expected to miss the start of the season this season. That hurt. We were 
all high on Michael? Oh, uh, super high. high. Very high. Super high. Very high. Relevant uh, or irrelevant? Oh, absolutely relevant. relevant. Absolutely hell? relevant. So uh, Dale <laughs> yeah. brought up a good, a very you know important point and in, in fact uh, in our in our group chat in terms of we still don't know when the surgery occurred. So we still don't have an exact timeline. We don't have specifics of anything. Because if it occurred June 1st, that's one thing. If it occurred June 30th, that's a completely separate thing. That's mm-hmm. four weeks plus. Yeah. So that makes, you know, and I'm not looking at this from, you know, I'm kind of joking that, you know, as fantasy players, we always sort of kind of take the optimistic viewpoint. Well, okay. Four to six weeks from surgery day, four to six weeks, you know, in terms of recovery. Oh, he's going to beat that. He's going to be back in eight weeks, if not seven weeks, because he's a beast, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know. We don't know if he's going to have setbacks. We don't know if he's going to, we don't know if he's going to be 100% when he plays. We don't know if he's going to be used as a decoy. We don't know the specifics of the surgery just yet. We don't know. And we don't know when the surgery occurred. We don't know but anything. we do know there is this, you know, let's just call it a two month timeline from the surgical date. And Today, Sean Payton talked to the media, mm-hmm. and if you haven't had a chance to listen, please Google it. It's not hard to find. 30-second clip where he just basically talks about his frustration with why this surgery was not done sooner, okay? So, to me, that already automatically means I think he's going to miss significant time. Defining what significant is, I don't know. So, where he goes in drafts right now, you know, it's a gamble, you know, it's, you know, it depends on how risk-averse are you. If you want to draft him and take a chance in the fifth round because you think he's only going to miss four weeks and you think he's going to be back to 100%, you know, week five, maybe that's where his value should lie. If you're concerned about how long he's going to be out, whether he's going to end up on the pup, or if he's going to be 100% and maybe not be, you know, fully ready until week seven, which in my mind seems the most likely, I can't draft him until round eight. And especially in a FFPC format or these formats where, you know, the last three weeks, not including the very last week of the season, are the money and tournament weeks where your entire regular season is really only 11 to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. He's missing more than half of the regular season. Remember, you got to get there first. Yeah. Yes, it would be great to have Michael Thomas going into the championship and you may be able to pull it off. But remember, you got to get there first. So. I think it's a risk that's not necessarily worth taking. We were definitely high on him, but, I mean, you can win without him. That's, that's, my, that's my view on it. I was like, I can win without him. If I'm not getting him at extreme value, I just feel like I can just win without him. Oh, wow. Wow. That's and, 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 I mean, the, the collateral, I don't want to say damage, but what it means for everybody else is, um, I mean, Kamara, theoretically his value goes up, mm-hmm. you know, because now he's going to be the, the sole – you know, historic playmaker for that offense. Um, he was already a high pick, but now you might see him push um, 103. I think mm-hmm. before he was more like 105, 104. Mm-hmm. Now you see 103. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing like 102, if people have that discussion between him yeah. and Cook. I don't think people put him up there with Kamara, but, you know, people get a little – they get a little, you know, cute in these drafts at times. So if we see him at 101 because somebody really believes, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but But – other than Kamara. He's going to be a dividing player. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think if we see him in practice and he's looking good, his value will solidify a little higher. Yeah. You know, um, but, but the biggest, the biggest uh, beneficiary of this to me is Troutman, mm. Adam Troutman, the tight mm-hmm. end. And I was already high on Troutman before, you were. You were. before the yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 
the reason I was high on trial, man, number one, they got rid of everybody in the room. You know me. I feel like the more people in the room, regardless of, regardless yeah. of talent level, mm -hmm. if you have people in the room with you, then you, ha you, you have a risk of losing yeah. um, snaps or opportunity. When the people move out, I mean, somebody has to play that position. You know, and, you know he's the, the – I don't want to say he's the lone guy in the room, but he's the highest touted guy. That and the fact that going into the draft, I, I was scouting him a little bit. He is a damn good tight end yeah. as far as receiving. He was a tight receiver. End. Yeah, he, he, yeah, you know. <laughs> he was he, their leading receiver. He, he was killing in, in a college. red zone. Now, front. I, I think it was a lower level. Um, it like, was. Uh, it was. Pro, I mean, yeah. not program. It was like a division, division three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but still, he was murdering them out there. Yeah. And, and I remember during the draft, they traded some traded picks up. to get him. And you know yeah. how I feel about trading up. Yeah. Somebody yeah. trades up for a player, they really, they really, yeah. you know, respect the player they for they whatever believe. reason. They believe into him. Yeah. So, again, everybody's gone. He's now going to be the guy that. I would expect get the most snaps. He has the talent, you know. And we're talking about two quarterbacks who we can't really say they're the highest as far as what they can deliver as far as being in the position. So usually quarterbacks like that, they, t they tend to depend on their tight ends a little bit more. Now, yeah. now I don't want to rehash this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me just, let's just get back to Troutman again because we, <laughs> we kept that one close to the vest. Yeah. Did yeah, we? Yeah. I thought we, we saw We kept it close to the I, I mean, said Troutman one episode, but I didn't really go into it. Yeah. We I kept him close to the vest, yeah. again, knowing that, you know, a lot of people were on him. Uh, but there are a handful of tight ends that we've been on. Uh, Goddard, Goddard is at least you're one. You have my to guy. list them out, man. Come on, man. Hey, you're not even on Goddard. You don't even like Goddard. I don't like Goddard. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> yeah, like, I like Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I, uh, Gerald Everett we talked about. And he's someone I just like getting late. But Troutman has been that guy that I just want to target. The, the problem with Troutman, though, is, and it's funny, because I actually saw you do a draft last night. The, yes. the Go District with uh, Theo and, and Shelly. They, they live streamed it. You know that you reached for him. You did reach yeah. for him. I reached for him. The thing with Troutman you is go when, when I was getting I Troutman. I had one pick though too. Yeah, I know. I know. When I was getting Troutman initially, I was getting him in the 12th round. And, and I was getting him in the 12th before I really truly believed in him. And then when I started to believe in him, I was like, okay, let me get him in the 11th. Yeah. And that's where he was living for me every yeah. draft. Yeah. And then I started seeing other people maybe kind of figuring out a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me get him in the 10th. Yeah. Since this news dropped, he's actually going now in the 9th, the middle yeah. of the night. And then again, yeah. you took him. It's appropriate. This, eight, is, this, you know, this, so. this is So this is how I view Troutman. Wait, they really wanted him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they said they wanted him, but they, oh, were, well. they, were, they were happy. I just knew he wasn't going to come back to me. So this is my view on Troutman, Okay. In my opinion, he is still a sleeper pick, okay? The reason that I am on Troutman is because I think his upside is Jimmy Graham hmm. with New Orleans Saints. Hmm. Oh, Do right. I think he's going to produce those numbers? The likelihood is probably not. But keep in mind, Jimmy Gra who was Jimmy Graham's head coach? Sean Payton. Right. Okay? So they have lost a lot of offensive weapons even before the Michael Thomas injury, Okay. They, you know, they let Jared Cook go. They let Emmanuel Sanders walk. I'm sorry, I'm not a Traquan guy. I actually like Callaway a little bit better. I'm not saying even Callaway's a great guy. I, I, just I like, like I just like Callaway a little bit. But there was a void there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you have a chance to go, just go watch his video. Just go watch the yeah, video, go okay? watch his college tape. He, you know, he, I, I want to say he led his team in receiving and touchdowns. And... The way, the way he sort of kind of is able to catch the ball at a high point, catch it with his hands, catch it on the move, uh, the yak. And he's not incredibly speedy, 
But I, in my mind, I could there. He can get there. In my mind, I could see Sean looking at this guy and thinking, "Oh wow, this could be the next Jimmy Graham." I mean, they might have to now. Yeah, let's draft him. Let's mold him his first year, and then his second year, once he's had a chance to kind of learn, yeah, the offense and learn the system, we'll have him break out. Right, right. So now we've removed Michael Thomas from the equation for X amount of games. Mm Sean Payton again. I, I keep going back to this. This is why I was. This is why I was still high on Kamara. I have faith that Sean Payton is going to get his best players the ball, and he's going to be able to try and scheme them open. It's going to be more right. difficult, but I still have the faith that he will be able to do it. Right. Also, that defense has taken hits, yeah. so he could still be a you know fifty to sixty reception tight end, six to seven hundred yards, five to six. You know, TDs, and if you took him in the 11th, 12th round, you may say that's a win. For me, that's a loss. That's not why I'm drafting him. I'm drafting him. I'm not drafting him as my first tight end, although sometimes if I end up getting him as my first tight end, I'm not mad at it. Sometimes I go naked trapping. I don't, you know, sometimes I roll like that. But I'm really drafting him with the idea that, like, I'm trying to get him in as many drafts as possible because. So you're saying get him in the 12th is a loss? No, I'm saying, what. For me, that's a loss. I don't want a tight end that's going to put up 4,500 and 5 to 6. I don't care about that. Okay. Which is why, which is why I will spend draft capital trying to get multiple tight ends if I don't have one of those tight end guys. And even sometimes if I have one so of those tight ends. So you say you rather get him in the ninth than get him in the twelfth? No, I would rather get him in the twelfth. So what do you mean by it's a loss? I'm saying, from my standpoint, if he doesn't excel and produce top seven, top eight tight end numbers, I'm viewing that as a loss. Oh yeah, of course. You know, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but don't draft him. He's not that good. Let's go. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way. Before we move from the Saints, though, does this have any bearing on who wins that quarterback starting job? Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, but I wanted to mention before we move on yeah. to Troutman that because uh, you were asking me about the, uh, I think it was the Go District pod. They did the the um, stream last night. Um, so we haven't mentioned this, but um, Muzio from Fantasy Data. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out to Big Moose. Yeah, they have us doing right now this um this slow best ball draft, right? Yeah. Um I don't man, don't 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 start the pop. Don't start any <laughs> don't start any pod. Don't do it. I'm not. We don't I'm got not, no problem with no other pod. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. But anyway. But anyways, so remember like you just mentioned the fact that you took Trauma because you thought they were probably gonna take him. Mm-hmm. Guess who they took with their last pick? I mean not uh Gold District. Oh, who did they take? They took Troutman. Oh, okay. I see. Cause I, I see. Because I was going to get Okay. So, okay. So I, just, just know I saw that. Just know I saw okay. that. So, but okay. Way, and, and, we do need and, to start and, the and, team. Okay. And, and just, to, just to elaborate a little okay. bit on that, on that Muzio thing, what he's doing, it's actually a cool concept. I've never seen it before. I'm kind of excited about how it's going to turn out. Don't give him too much. No, I just want to tell him what it is. Just tell him what it is. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't even... You want to say what it is? Nah, okay. let, let Muzio. Well, he got something special. Is he got something special coming out? He got something special coming, special out. coming for that. Be on the lookout for that. He got something draft. very We're special. We're halfway right now, so give him a little teaser. I mean, it's, it's special. It. It's There's special. no special. <laughs> it's That's special. all you need right there. All right, yeah. all right. Let's move on, guys. Let's talk about. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the quarterbacks. Who we think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, easy. So you think you... it's gonna be Tayson? I think it's gonna be Jameis. So you still think that it's gonna be Jameis with Michael Thomas being gone? Yes. He's a believer in Traquan, though, too. I think that, that's a factor. I do believe in Traquan. I, think I just said I, I like Traquan Smith yeah. a lot. And, and during the offseason, Traquan and J- Jameis Winston um, were practicing a lot together. I mean, you, could, you can kind of just, dis, you know. Was he hitting him with a bat? 
Have a run around a little cones or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. James with his crazy got the workouts. Best, he got the best workout video. No, but I think they did spend a lot of this offseason yeah. together, like them yeah. two. You know, so they have to some extent they have to build some kind of rapport. Yeah. And I, I like Trey Quan Smith, even kind of coming out of yeah. uh, college. He was a third round pick. Yeah. He's kind of underwhelmed. Um He definitely better with Winston. Uh, yeah, so. and probably Tyson Hill than, than but but to be honest with you we don't know we don't. it's really all yeah, in Sean Payton's mind yeah. and we can all guess but you know how Sean yeah. Payton plays those games yeah. he can have yeah. us thinking it's one thing one way and then yeah. totally flip the script he might do he can even do a thing where he like alternates yeah. games I just, or something I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's definitely I mean he could do co-QB uh, co but you know if you don't oh if, that would be if you got two nightmare. QBs you have no QBs but that would be a nightmare yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Tyson Hill side because I just think you know to me they you know you take away a weapon okay you add a weapon and you add that weapon with uh, with Taman, uh, Taysom Hill's uh, legs, mm-hmm. his, his ability to be able to run. But like you said, I, I, I 100% well, agree. And, and, Speculation. And, and I'm not going to go too far on this, but don't forget Taysom Hill can also be a weapon on the outside. He can be a tight end or slash receiver. They got travel for that. <laughs> they got I'm just saying, he, he could be another guy they could throw to. That's all I'm saying. So, Well, let's True. move on. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson testing positive for covid I think COVID is going to be something that's really going to affect fantasy football. What do you think? It is. It's going to be the same as last year. Season. Yeah. Is that relevant or irrelevant? Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's relevant so much from – actually, it may be relevant for Lamar because we know that the, you know we blamed his uh, – let's just call them failures uh, from 2020 on the lack of offseason, not being able to work with the, uh, his receivers and mm-hmm. them not being able to expand the passing game. He does have game. a lot of new weapons this year. Yeah. yeah, but he does have a lot of new weapons, and they did get some work in, in minicamp. Yeah. Uh, so he is losing work, and that's significant. That's at least 10 days that he's losing from work. That's true. Uh, I think it's questionable whether he's vaccinated or not. But COVID is definitely going to play a role. Uh, you know, we don't want to get political with, you know, getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. I don't mind having that discussion. You, can, you know where to find me. Uh, but I, to me – Knowing if a player is vaccinated or not has a small impact, okay, mm-hmm. from a standpoint of, like, there are two players who are just equal. And I know this doesn't happen that often. Usually you got a guy that you, you're reaching for. But if there are two players that are just equal, and I can't decide, and I know one player is not vaccinated, I'm probably going to side towards the player that's vaccinated, just kind of just mm-hmm. knowing what I know in terms of the less likelihood of getting COVID. Now, we know – Vaccinated players can get COVID too as well, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. play the odds. I'm going to play the numbers. I think that really comes up, but it's more so from a standpoint of you just got to be prepared. And I think this is a key factor that the NFL put out that they may just cancel a game yeah. and not make it up. Okay. So you may just not get a game if an entire team comes down with COVID. And that's huge. That's huge. And luckily, most teams, I think, are kind of reaching that threshold of, mm. you know, 75 plus percent. And that number seems to be growing by the day, whether it's, you know, done voluntary or what some would consider involuntary. It's improving. Uh, you know, it is what it is, uh, but it's definitely something that as fantasy players, we're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to pay attention. Uh, I think most people are drafting more than one quarterback these days anyway. Uh, not to say that you have to, but that may, you know, that may be something that you may want to consider if you don't want to have to deal with the hassle of, uh, you know, uh, you know, fi- you know, finding a, uh, uh, a random QB on waivers the night before game, game day. See, but here's the thing. Last season, there are some people who sort of discounted Cam's regression because they said that he caught COVID and that affect his uh, production on the field. What if that affects Lamar's production that he caught COVID and he doesn't respond? Luckily, well. we luckily we have 
quite a bit of time bef- between now and, cur- and, and apparently he's asymptomatic yeah. versus yeah. when the season starts. Right. Okay. So, and again, a lot of Lamar's value comes with his legs. He's had some work with these receivers. They brought in some new additions. I love their new additions. And, I and I'm still high on Marquise Brown, okay? Probably one of my highest-owned players. But Lamar Jackson isn't the only quarterback who is going to miss some time. Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, grade one shoulder strain. Relevant or irrelevant? Dale. It has to be relevant. Come on, man. All injuries in camp have to be relevant because now it starts a watch. Like, mm. now it's the Dak watch. Because here's the thing about injuries. And, you know, he probably sees it differently than me. But when, I, when an injury occurs, I hear all these people say it's a such-and-such such weak injury. It's this, mm-hmm. that. I literally don't care because it could be one. They could say it's six weeks. It could end up being four. They could say mm-hmm. it's six weeks. It could end up being ten weeks. You know, all I think when they throw out those weeks, we didn't get this, sauce, this false sense of, okay, this is when I'm going to get him back. And we've all seen these instances where a guy comes back, he's not truly fully healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like Galladay last year, he ends up lasting longer than we thought. Galladay ended up missing the whole season. Or she will say it's a big injury, kind of like Giannis. And I know it's a different sport. Like Giannis having that major injury, next thing you know, you we're seeing him again a week later. He had to get in his No, no, no. What I'm saying is you'll see these players <laughs> where they say it's one thing, and then these guys end up coming back a lot sooner. So the yeah. thing with Dak is they said it's a grade one mild uh, shoulder strain. And you know the technical term. But I think I saw something where somebody said it will be a few weeks that he's out. Okay, is it going to be a few weeks like two, three weeks? Or is it going to be a few weeks like four or five weeks? And then it's like, oh, we're still holding him out because he's not quite I've had this, I've had this be. argument before. A few, I think, generally remains three. No, no, I'm not saying a what it means. I know, I know what it means. <laughs> I know what it means in the sense of the word. What I'm saying is what it actually ends up being might not be what Look, they say I don't, it was. I don't, think, I don't think people put out these projections and say, okay, he's definitely going to be back in this four- to six-week span. What they're doing is they're giving you an average based on historical right. data. I, I, I get that. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is I don't, take, I don't like, take that information. If they say he separated his AC joint versus uh, a, you know, a, a grade one muscle strain, those are two completely different things. I, I understand that, that, that but, but what impacts. I'm saying is I don't look at the number they put on it and say, okay, this is when I expect oh, my player man, to be I back. I do. I mean, I do. I, I, I don't do that at all. All I know at this point, th- at this point, all I know is Dak is hurt. And now that we're getting close to the beginning of the season, the Cowboys and the Bucks play the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. So if we're saying it's going to be a few weeks again, that means it's obviously not going to be something that's going to be back tomorrow or even next week. So it's going to be an injury that's going to be dealing with closer to the beginning of the season. You it's don't know that. A few weeks from now isn't closer to the beginning of the season? I mean, it's closer. That, that's literally what I just relative. said. Okay, uh, okay, okay. It's going to be an injury. He's going to be dealing <laughs> with closer. The game is next week. Although we didn't, he's not going to be in a preseason. Him. I didn't expect. We didn't either. expect. I'm, him I'm talking about. I'm talking about the first game of the season. But, that's going to be that Thursday but, night. But that's when the technically. That's the almost two weeks into starts. September. Don't forget. Not two weeks. Like a week into September. Oh, like a week plus into September. Like a week and a half. Okay, but but regardless, again, uh, that's again, if they're saying it's a few weeks. That's yeah. the injury. We don't know if it's something he's still going to have to work his, his way through. We don't know if yeah. he's going to have after a setback or anything. Yeah. So it's this, something we have to watch now. So yeah. it is relevant. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that it's relevant. I'm just arguing the fact that we, you know. That the timeline we just got to completely disregard. Listen, Zach Wilson is the only rookie who is unsigned. And we just talked about him last week, like making us look bad. Bro. Is that right? 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 
Is that relevant that he's the only? I mean, you want your rookie to absolutely be relevant in, in camp, right? Absolutely relevant. That's more relevant than the Dak injury. Okay, he's a rookie quarterback who had limited snaps in college. I think he only played two full years, mm-hmm. or maybe three years. He played three years. Three, but three only years. Had one yeah. Good. Yeah, but only had season. one good season. Yeah. New system that apparently is not the easiest to comprehend and 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 to learn. Obviously, playing with a lot of new weapons. Okay, he needs this time in camp. Okay, not just to learn the system, not just to get acclimated the to the NFL and get and, and get in the reps, not the just get used to, you know, uh, and developing, you know, rapport and relationship with his receivers, but also to sort of kind of come in and be that leader to be able to command the huddle, to be able to call out mm. plays, to feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Playing in New York, yeah. he needs to be in that building yesterday. Right, 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 okay. Right. So not that I was drafting a lot of Jets wide receivers anyway. But to me, this just you know points more towards Jets really leaning on the run. I never saw this as an offense that you know, you know, no people want to stack. I don't even. I have zero. If I did a hundred best balls, I would never stack the Jets. Now I don't. I don't I have that little confidence that this offense I, is going to explode. I don't. For me, it doesn't change anybody's value whatsoever. I yeah. do think it's relevant because, like you stated, he is missing reps. He's a rookie quarterback. He, those, those are valuable. But I think it's going to get done soon. I mean, I have, I have nothing to kind of base that off of. Yeah. But he is their their number two overall pick. He's the their franchise, you know, and the I mean we're talking about a um a GM that's supposed to be uh competent. He came from the Eagles. We talked oh, about he's done, he's done Joe, a good job. Joe yeah. Douglas. So yeah. they'll figure it out. I think it's all about offset language. You know how that stuff goes. Yeah. Um the, the great thing is they got they got brackets now. They have Lawrence's deal, they mm-hmm. have Lance's deal. So whatever the deal is just has to be somewhere in between. It's just offsetting legend. Yeah, it's just offsetting, offsetting language all but they said stuff. they're not budging. I saw, that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Can we talk about that's some ignorant stuff right there? Fully guaranteed. All the all the rookie wide receivers have fully guaranteed contracts. All the rookie quarterbacks. No, all the rookies. All the rookies. They they get fully guaranteed contracts. Oh really? Now. Yeah, that was part of the one of those CBAs they did in the past. Oh. Well, I guess because they have bracketed like their their uh, starting salary because. Right. You remember, you remember back in the day, league. back in the day, right. rookies used to be drafted and they get these like historic, yeah. historically yeah. high, yeah. you know, like so they would now, literally be the yeah. highest paid player in yeah. the league mm-hmm. without even playing. And they kind of did something away with that. Um, not too long ago. Where now yeah. there's Sam like Bradford. a rookie skill. Sam Bradford, that boy. I think he got, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. he got, he's the last one to get the crazy yeah. contract. Yeah. Sam so, yeah. Bradford. So yeah. let's but, but, but to speak on that. And I don't know if we're going to touch on Lance. That is a good deal for us because we did, you know, we're Lance guys. Um, they were Lance guys before me, oh. I, I, and we can talk about this another day. I don't think they're just going to totally discard yeah, so Garoppolo. I, we need to talk about this right now. Okay, okay we're so, going to talk about it now. <laughs> I, I am extremely high on Lance. I love mm-hmm. grabbing Lance as many times. I do like Lance, I too, and I am drafting him as I mean, well. I, hit the, I hit the button, I draft Lance, and I smile. It's just like, <laughs> damn, you know, yeah. today was a good day. <laughs> but understand, again, it's all in context. When I'm drafting Lance, I am fully drafting him with the – thought that he may not start 12 games he may not start eight games he may not start any games okay i understand that's a risk that i am taking yeah. but i understand the upside yeah yeah and that's, when I that's say, why i'm high on him yeah too. and then when i say upside i don't mean that he's just a running quarterback to me he just seems like the perfect fit for this offense yeah okay yeah. again i always say this go back and watch the tape then Go through all these Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers games in your head. Yeah. Understand that they got guys like Brandon Ayuk. We love Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel. George Kittle. Jalen Hurd. 
Jalen Hurd, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget about Jalen yeah, Hurd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was listening Muhammad to something. Sanu. I mean, you know, even Travis Benjamin. I mean, they got all these guys that can stretch. I, I was listening to something last week. It was a beat writer for the 49ers. He was actually saying the way they ran their offense last year with Garoppolo, you can see there were certain plays that set up a quarterback running. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. Garoppolo is just not that type of quarterback, so he couldn't take advantage of it. And what did they end up doing? They ended up trading all that draft capital to get the type of quarterback who can probably be successful yeah. doing in that type of system. So we, we were high. And, and for me, and I'll let you get back to what you were saying, yeah. but for me, the reason why I kind of came around with Lance is because – Again, I do think Garoppolo is going to start the season. And he might not. You know, I have a 49ers fan uh, that I was actually talking to not too long ago, one of my boys, and he told me there's a 50-50 chance Lance could get that starting gig. So I I get it. I I don't think so. But I do believe Lance is going to get starts this season. So you listen to your boy, but you wouldn't listen to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all think he's going to start week one. Y'all think I didn't say, no, 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 no. I okay. never thought, I never okay. said he was going to start week okay. one. Never no, said no, but, again, no, but y'all were saying because they gave up all that capital. I never said he was going to start, start week, week one. one. I said he was going to see significant. I, number one, you don't I, draft a quarterback that high without expecting him in this NFL Expecting him to play early. Like, see, I just, I, see, I'm not. I'm he not views there things yet. different. He does not look in, at historical data. I, I'm not. And then I'm not there yet. Applying it to. I'm not there certain, yet. Yes. I, I think because again, the 49ers are a team built for a run right now, yeah. and it's, it's not usually a case where you get this high that, draft. That that's what gives me the little bit of reservation. Yeah, yeah it's not odds. usually a case where yeah. a team gets this high touted quarterback in the draft that is already Super Bowl ready. Usually yep. these are teams that are and they are Super Bowl ready. Or or had yeah. a bad season yeah. for whatever reason. And the Niners again, they're Super Bowl ready. They're Super Bowl ready. You they're know, Super so, Bowl ready. Um, but but yeah, I, I just I just love how Lance compliments this offense. I love the weapons. Right. I've already talked about the schedule. You can't I don't I don't care how hard it is to predict schedule. Go look at his schedule, especially the during the money weeks. It looks like it's a good schedule, but I don't, I don't even think the schedule even matters. It, Once it, he gets it's, that it's job, that, it's just that add a little bit benefit, but when rookie quarterbacks come in, teams don't have much tape on them. Right. They don't know right. what they're not do. really sure what's going to what's going to happen. Yeah. And then add in the fact that it's going to be in a Shanahan offense. Yeah, he's going to he put him in a good fully, position. He hasn't fully opened this offense up yeah. or, or, or really put on film right. the type of plays that he can run with this quarterback. Right. I'm just telling you, before it's too late, because what's going to happen, say he does start the beginning of the season where he starts you know, week three, week four, he's going to dominate this year, I believe. Right. No, he's going to look good. He's going he's to dominate. Gonna, he has the type of offense. Next year, teams are going to get taped. They're gonna catch up. And we to him know a that bit. he's limited as a passer and he's still learning the game, right? I think Shanahan will get him right though. They'll get him, get him right, right, but I feel like his explosion year will be this year. And like I said, you know, one reason why I'm a little bit lower on her on Herbert than everybody else, and always lower on someone who comes off a career year when they're very, very young, is because I feel like NFL teams A career year when they're young. I mean they've only he's only had one year. Lamar Jackson. That's why I didn't draft Lamar. That all that Lamar, you know, that amount, a large amount of Lamar Jackson last yeah. year is because I felt like team, especially because teams but, will teams will get in a teams will get, will watch film, and if you are one dimensional or you have certain tendencies, yeah, they will they will watch film and they will adjust. Right, and but, you will but, see but a Lamar's dip in best season. Lamar's best season was his second year. Yeah, but he they didn't. Had a he didn't, bit of he didn't but him. he didn't really start his first year. Right, they, he didn't. But they had a little bit of tape. They, on they, him. they didn't. They didn't really surprising. institute that offense that first year. Yeah. They, so no, they, they changed uh, their offense up a little bit. They changed um, it up a lot. So again, and yeah. we don't have to go too far yeah. into Trey Lance, but that is extremely relevant that he signed his contract. Yeah. That, that means he he was on the practice field day one. Um, he's getting all the reps he needs to get, or that the coaches want him to get. 
And you know, we we like his potential. We definitely yeah. do. So that is very relevant. I don't know what's in this drink. I'm giving up all. The- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not, again, not that other people aren't on these players, but you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about Burrow. Uh, Burrow is actually cleared for full participation in the uh, in in training camp. Relevant or irrelevant? I think it's relevant, but I think it's a little bit misleading. Okay. Uh, yes, I don't believe it, man. He's cleared, but he's not. He's not. He's not getting contact. He's not right. probably not playing. It kind of goes preseason. back to what I was saying a little earlier too. Like he's probably not on the pup. Yeah, but I think he still has something. Yeah, I, that he needs to kind of. So get I think better. people read that clip, and I think we put on our optimism hats, hats, and we just think about the you know the best case scenario that oh. Week one, he's going to be full go. That offense is going to catch fire. No, right. I, 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 I honestly believe that he's going to struggle a bit coming out of the gate. He's going to have to get used to that knee. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to get a feel for the pocket. He's right. going to have to take like that he's not, first He's game. not even playing preseason, right? No. So and he's we, like his first game yeah. action is going to be week one. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I expect to see a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. I expect to see – a lot of Joe Mixon work. I expect, to, you know, I expect him to protect this quarterback, especially because that O line is still coming into form. Right. It's still probably going to be, you know, bottom half of the uh, NFL, if not, you know, you know, close to the bottom yeah. as far as uh, NFL uh, O line rankings. So, I, you know, just them just going out and just dominate coming out the gate. I, I don't say, it, um, but I think he'll get there. I, I think he might just be patient. With I it. think he might get there early, if not by week one. Like. I, I think there's there's good reason for optimism there. I don't think he's ready right now. Let's stay with injuries for a second, though, because Devontae Parker is on the pup. Uh, also, Curtis Samuel, uh, who I was high on, to be honest. Dial, you so That was my guy. It. What, episode two? I don't remember. Two or three? No. But you sold me on him. I've been high on him. Relevant or irrelevant? I mean, it's an injury. I mean... When you're high on a player, there's you, nobody can predict injury. I'm right. still high on Curtis Samuel. I still believe in what he's going to do for the team and his uh, position on the team. He got hurt. Now, whether the, the injury is something that lasts, again, you can hear all, all these people say it's a whatever week injury or whatever. We don't know. We're, we're on the Curtis Samuel watch now, you know. We'll see what happens. If he goes out there next week and he's practicing full, then all of this will be, you know, nothing. You know, but that's one of those things you just kind of have to play it by ear. Um if this causes his ADP to dip, for me, that's a good thing. You know, I'm actually going to be able to get more Curtis Samuel if I, if I draft more teams. Um, yeah, he's, going, he's going in a range where it's not going to hurt he, you. The, the range he's going in. It's not going to hurt you. I'm not a Curtis Samuel guy, but he. The, he, the range he's going in, I mean, I've been seeing him go higher. I haven't been able to get it as much as I wanted in, in the past. I've been seeing him go a little higher than what I I will say like. this, though. It's a groin injury, okay? It is a groin injury. Those yeah. are tricky. Uh, you may, yeah, you may think, you know, he may think that he's 100% and then... It, it, it depends on how they, so they, it, they you know, treat him because the yeah. injury occurred in OTA. So it's yeah. not something that happened recently. We know kind of when it happened. Yeah. If they've had him kind of, you know, you know have do treatment and rehab yeah. ever since then, and if they're, they make sure they don't have him doing any football activities um, leading up to the season. And again, we, even if we don't get him week one or week two, you know, he is eventually going to come back unless he... Reaggravates it. You You're know, not drafting kind of starter anyway. Setback. You know, so we'll be fine there. Hopefully, we'll be fine there. Yeah. But but again, it is another thing we have to watch. The Devonte Parker one hurts. What yeah. is Devonte Parker's injury? I didn't even know. I'm not sure. He's on pup. I couldn't find anything uh, in terms of what the injury is. Um, ideally, I'd like to have him out there. We know that he, you know, that 
an ambiguous uh, wide receiving group. I'm I'm higher on Devontae Parker, I think, than most. Uh, I have him as sort of kind of the top-end guy. I think he's like the true X receiver. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily know that we can rely on uh, Tua's rookie year as far as, okay, target percentages. and. So you, you think know, it's a major injury? I don't think I don't I don't I mean I don't know I can't speculate. Here's the crazy uh, I don't thing think about, it is, but I mean I, I don't. Here's I don't the know. crazy thing about this week and all these pup um, like um, people being put on the the pup list. Some of them I'm concerned with to some extent. Some of them I'm really not that concerned with because I feel like they they might take them off like in a couple of days. Yeah. You know, or in a week, or yeah. or or it might be just yeah, something just where they're, they're being cautious condition. about. You yeah. know, so yeah, a lot of it's so it's really one of those things yeah. like. Do I take this seriously, or is this something where I just kind of just yeah. say, no big deal, relax, just watch this is, how it plays so, out? So, you know, obviously today was like a day where, like, a lot of training camps, you know, opened up. Mm -hmm. Our group chat was on fire. Yeah. Okay, we were just sending out mass texts, you know, from in terms of beat writers, you know, the athletic, et cetera. Anything we can get our hands on, anything that was relevant. Uh, and I think you bring up a good point. You know, it's not that we're taking all these bits and pieces of information, you know, Devontae Parker being on the pup, and I'm saying, okay, now I got to drop him, you know, X, you know, uh, you know, amount of slots, in, you know, in my in my ranking. I'm really not doing that for most of this news, but I talked about, you know, I used this kind of analogy earlier, like, you know, to me, the, the NFL landscape is like this four-dimensional puzzle. All of these pieces of information, news, video, clips, uh, fluff pieces. Anything, any bit of information that we get, these are all just pieces to that puzzle, mm -hmm. okay? And right now, you know, we may be sitting at 5%, at 10%, depending on, you know, where you think you are mm -hmm. in your drafting process. But you don't get to 100% until the end of the NFL season, okay? So you're not going to be 100% as far as being able to predict outcomes. But what I want to do is I want to get as close to 100% as possible quicker than the masses okay mm -hmm. so that way i have someone of an advantage so i want to get as many of these pieces as possible so that i have as clear as a picture as i can okay some of that is the news some of that will be preseason games a lot of that will be the first two to three weeks of the nfl season and then once i have a clear picture i feel like i'm good I feel like I'm great in terms of drafting, in terms of early on. I feel like I'm, you know, especially, you know, once I've had a chance to sit through and watch all the first two to three weeks of NFL season, I feel like I'm, you know, great as far as making the appropriate and right start and sit decisions uh, or as making the uh, correct uh, ad drops and waiver wires because we were ready. You know, we were aware of certain guys. Mm -hmm. We followed the news. And I saw, I saw that he, he received a certain amount of – snap percentage or he ran a certain amount of routes or he was missed on, or he, the quarterback looked his way, you know, on four, four, four or five of his, you know, drop back targets, you know? Yeah. So all those things kind of play a role. And I think, you know, you just gotta, you gotta use all of this information, but you, you have to be cautious and careful, careful in terms of how it affects your overall so, uh, drafting and, and, and ranking, et cetera. So for me, and I like your analogy as far as leading up to hundred percent, uh, I kind of do a little differently. Um, Maybe not that different, but for me, I I I, I do want to get as much information today. Yeah, that was that was again. You said our group chat was on fire. It was every piece of information we thought to some extent was relevant, fluff or not fluff. We we dropped it in there just to be aware. But but that's the thing for me. I, I want to just kind of be aware. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I I legit put value on nothing. 
maybe not, let me not say nothing. Maybe more injuries. I do put value on injuries. Um, but other than that, I don't put value on anything. What I do is I, I just kind of soak in all the information, whatever it is. Like, I don't, I don't care what it is, you know. Somebody wore crazy cleats this week and, you know. Waffle cleats. Yeah, you know, Waffle House cleats, you know. <laughs> I want to put a, a, a player is disgruntled. He, he's worried about his contract, but, you know, he's still like, you know, just everything. Um, and then I go to the next day, which is going to be tomorrow, and I want to see what's said tomorrow. And then I go the next day. And then what I'm basically looking for, I'm looking for these patterns or, mm-hmm. or what um, Sigmund Bloom um, football guy, what he calls the drum beats. Yeah, the drum you know, beats. I want to I hear that same beat over over and over because then when I'm hearing it, okay this is something that's just not nothing because mm-hmm. you can get a drum beat one day the next day it'd be something totally different like like when people look at day one today they look at okay this guy was running with the first team offense and yada 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 okay you take that and you you kind of run with it what if tomorrow they come out and the backup is now running with the first with the ones so now all that uh, all that information you got yesterday that you basically ran with now you got to kind of reel that back in and say whoa I got to look at this a little differently you know, and then when the next day they, they put somebody totally different in. Now you're looking at the situation as, as maybe they don't have anything solidified there. Or on the other side of the fence, maybe it's a guy was starting today, like like you said, Michael Carter Williams. That's what we're gonna start calling him now. MCW. Uh, MCW. <laughs> he started today with the ones. Tomorrow, what if he gets starts again with the ones? You know, and then um, on Friday again starts against with now you start looking at like, okay, maybe this guy is actually the starter. You know, that that's a pattern there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more so what I look at. I, I don't want to just say anything I saw today is totally irrelevant. I just don't put any value on it whatsoever yet. And, and I'm, I'm a patient guy. You know, I'm a patient guy. I'm not doing any drafts today or, or t- tomorrow or anything soon. Um, so it's not like any information I get is going to make me sway my value or I need it to sway my values. Um, and like you said, we do like to stay ready. For me, staying ready is just being sure about things. Uh, I always say, I feel like the media in, in, in today's day and age, they, they, they'd rather be, fake, uh, be first than, than right, you know? And I value more so being right, you know? Even if, it's, if it takes me a little bit longer to get there. You value um, facts. Yeah, I need to get my facts. I need to get yeah. my facts. I feel like people just don't care <clears throat> about feel, facts you anymore. Know, so. And this is going to be hard, you know, if you just are hearing this for the first time and you're just tuning into, the, uh, into our uh, podcast or if you've seen all of them. It's going to take you a while Why haven't to, you seen all of them? Go ahead. Yeah. But it's going to take you a while to sort of kind of understand Deo's th- thought process. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Nobody can. Because Nobody it's can. very unique. Nobody uh, can. And the first time he says something like his thoughts on projections, uh, the first time you hear it, you're going to think that, you know, you're going to want to just argue with him like I've done. And I still do. It's fun, though. What's your, what are your thoughts on projections? No, man, we can talk about that another day. are pointless. OK, that, that's all. Leave okay, with that. Okay. But, you know, something like that, you know, just run with that. You know, come up with your rebuttal and I guarantee you he will have a stronger rebuttal for you. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. OK, so the thought process oh, that, he, you know, it's going to take some time, but let it sit in. Let it soak. Uh, it just allows me. It. Yeah. That, but that's good, though. It yeah, allows me to good. talk through my thoughts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it allows you is. to kind of see where I'm coming from. And we might both, or whoever our group, we take, everybody takes something from it. Yeah. You know, it's a different way of viewing things. It's always good to look at things a different way. We all have blind spots. Yep. You know, we can't see everything. Um, everybody has a different path in life. And it's, it's determined different personalities and different ways of viewing just things in general. So if you can kind of look through somebody's eyes, 
um, I think it makes you a better person. And you know, we're getting philosophical here to some extent. How many drinks uh, you had? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, news is coming in fast. I have a quick question that, that I do want to ask you guys. When news is coming in this fast, and I expect news to drop like this every, every day, there's news week. dropping right now while we're on the show. Like, hurry up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, are you drafting or do you wait for the dust to settle? Are you guys drafting right now? I mean, we're going to start that since I spoke on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, already. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, like, I, like I said not too long ago, um, I'm not drafting at this moment, you know, not today. And when I, we draft enough to where, you know, we can draft any day, you know. I don't mm -hmm. draft every single day, but we can draft any day just how we feel, how the spirit moves us. Any day. Uh, <laughs> any but but I'm, definitely, day. <laughs> I'm definitely not drafting today. I'm not, I'm not drafting probably the rest of this week. I want to see when I learn that pattern I was just speaking of, you know. I'll probably draft at that point once I feel like I, I got a little, a little beat on the pattern. Maybe one or two more drafts, um, and then I might decide to wait closer to um, Labor Day weekend when they have their their FFPC mania, or I don't even know the term they call it, where a whole bunch of people are drafting at the that's same time. That's a good time. term, though. They should call it um, that. Yeah, so that I, I think that's what I wait. For me, I like the edge of drafting early. I think we're now getting right past the early stage. Mm -hmm. Now people are going to start knowing because now people are actually getting their reps with the first team and second team mm -hmm. and things like that. And they start seeing the, the people that we expect to be starred, maybe shine in camp. Um, so that edge that you draft, I mean, that you get from drafting early um, might slowly start to slip every day that passes by. Um, so at this moment, I'm not drafting yet, yet. But you might have a different philosophy on this because I know I'm you drafted recently. I'm always drafting. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Abby um, will hear some news and be like, I got to get a draft tonight. I, gotta, <laughs> tonight. I, I Okay, I, number one, I like, I, I, like to, I like to see how the environment is reacting to certain news, mm -hmm. and I like to try to also take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's always an advantage to be had, okay? Uh, but for the most part, you know, I do, I will, you know, hop in a draft if news drops. So when Cam Akers got injured, I wanted to get in a draft immediately. I needed to see where Daryl Henderson was going. Uh, and personally, I needed to figure out where I would feel comfortable drafting him. And it takes a draft for me to go through that process. I can do as much research as I want and feel as comfortable as I want from what the information at hand. But it's not until I'm really on the clock and I have money on the line that I can really determine. Okay, being on the clock is a true serum. This is really, mm -hmm. this is really where I feel comfortable drafting yeah. uh, Daryl Henderson. And then we'll come, to, you know, come regular season. We'll see, you know, if that ended up panning out. Um, I'm also running out of credit soon, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so once I run out of credits, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a little different feel when you don't have free credits uh, that you can just, you know, hop in any draft that you want. So you got to explain that to them. The, the yeah. Champ, so once you become the champ. No, I think you become the no, <laughs> It's about becoming the champ. No, I've got some free credits, too, and I ain't yeah. a champ yet. But uh, if you, you win know. your league or even if you, you know, place in your league. No, I think you have to win it. Or maybe they give it to second place as well. Yeah, man. I, I'm to, not sure. I don't finish second place too often. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Uh, but no, when you win, they do give you free credits to use towards the next season. Yeah. You can decide how you want to get Sometimes they give you the option. I'm not at sometimes. They give you the option of whether you want credit, you want money for winning, yeah. um, or whatnot. So he's talking yeah. about all these credits that he's won yeah. recently. So. And from a tax perspective, the credits are better. It's also a better value. Shout yeah. out to FFPC. They probably yeah. appreciate that. No, it is uh, right. 
And I mean, you know, if you if you plan on you know winning the league one year and then just you're just done and out, then take the cash. But if you plan on playing, I mean, the pre- the credits are the way to go, even if right. you don't use them all in a given year. So right, so he'll uh, he'll use those credits all the time. So yeah, I'm 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 constantly drafting. I think you know I also I also like the idea of just having unique builds, but mm-hmm. I base those builds off of what the current boards look like. So early on, I was very heavy into getting two, if not three running backs very early hmm. uh, because I felt like there was tremendous value at the wide receiver position. I was getting guys like Tyler Lockett or Adam Thielen or Deontay, late fifth, early sixth round. Uh, Jerry Judy was going in the seventh round, eighth round at times. So I was getting the guys that I really wanted at tremendous value. That has since corrected itself. Some of that's been injury. Some of that's just sort of the field uh, catching up or uh, recalibrating and uh, you know readjusting uh, values on certain players, and we've seen a lot of those guys move up. You know, Cooper Cup, you could at one point get in the sixth round. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of those guys not move up even just one round, but two rounds in some cases. So now I'm creating builds where okay, maybe I go one running back early or a tight end and grab one of those elite wide receivers, and now I'm exploring the idea of dabbling in that dead zone running back region where people don't want to be because if I find one that hits if I find that 30% that hits in that round four to six seven range and I have those elite wide receivers and an elite anchor running back I feel like I may have a unique build but I feel like now is a more appropriate time for that build so I like to just like you know we started this podcast off by saying we study boards. That's what we do. Right. And I constantly do that. Constantly, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking at ADP and looking at where boards are and trying to determine what shifted and what I can take advantage of and what I can't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Dio, like, I know that you're saying that you're not drafting now, but is that a product of the news that's coming in or are you just taking a break and like just kind of protecting your mental health. Oh uh, no, I think <laughs> because my, my mental health is fine. Life. First <laughs> off, my mental health is fine, but uh, I just think I'd rather just get as much information as I can. The thing with drafting um, all the way up to this point is there really wasn't any news for me that really swayed values. There wasn't mm. really anything that was able to come out. You know, we weren't getting any practice information. It's not like guys were getting hurt during the this uh, July month. So the values were kind of static. It was the same. Um, now that we're going into camp, values are going to start to move around, you know, for one reason or another. Um, and, again, I'm a patient guy. I'm not trying to be fast. I'm trying to be right. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of hear or get kind of a better feel of what's going on. Um, so, again, I just kind of rather get as much news as I can. Um, and then if I see maybe an opportunity, kind of like how Abby does when he sees something that happens that might sway the markets one way or another, um, I might decide to jump in there. Um, but at this yeah. moment, I'm kind of just holding up. I'm, I'm studying, though. I'm studying. So I'm looking at these boards, seeing what people post. I actually watched, again, Abby's live draft yesterday. It's kind of cool seeing a draft because you can kind of see. Um, who did the, who did the uh, live stream again? It was the, the GOAT district. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. Shelly and um and Theo, um, oh, yeah. so that was kind of cool. And they actually Shout were speaking. On, they were speaking about the draft, so you kind of hear their thought process. And and also knowing Abby was drafting too, it was kind of like I was kind of in the room per se. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, 
so you know, once I I, I feel like there's a, a swing in things that maybe just a um, something's overcorrected one way or another, or something has not been valued properly, and I can kind of eyeball it. I might decide to jump in there and take advantage. The crazy thing is when I when I do decide to jump in a draft to try to take advantage. I just end up just missing out on the dude. You know, it's like... You have to be positioned. Yeah, you, to be you know. Well. Some like, people can get all... Some people can take care, take advantage of all the just goodness that falls to them, and you can be at the back end of that just, yeah. just sad. Like, like remember <laughs> remember when Barkley was going in the second? You yeah. might still kind of be going in the second. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to get in this draft. Hey, yeah. man, John. I got a draft. I, I, I picked 10. I was like, okay, if he's going in the second, let me get yeah. such and such guy now, yeah. and I'm going to back door and get Barkley in the second. He literally went the next pick. I was like, yeah, damn. Yeah. And that's the only reason I got in the draft. Yeah, and so. I and I did the same thing when Aaron Rodgers decided to, or when it was like, you know, looking like he was going retire. to. Uh, not retire, when he was going to uh, come back. Mm -hmm. Actually, I did too. Yeah, I did. One the weekend where uh, Vegas uh, and a lot of the bookies sort of kind of pulled off all the, uh, you know, that whole uh, NFC, NFC uh, North off the, off the books. And uh, I, I got into a draft thinking, okay, let me go after Devontae Adams. Let me hope that I'm in position and go after Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers and get them while I can right. in a second. And I got it. I got Devontae Adams in the second round. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at a major value, but it was a second round value. Uh, so that's where sort of I use that news to position myself to try and get some value. Yeah. And then as soon as he did sign, I wanted to see, okay, how quickly were the markets going to be able to correct? And I remember I had a back-end pick. Uh, and I think I had to like the 10th or 11th pick. Mm -hmm. And I had a chance to take Adams. In the first? In the first. But yeah. knowing I can take Adams in future drafts in the first, I said, let me see if he can fall to the second. Right. Adams and Barkley. I think I had the 11th mm -hmm. pick. And then they with the 12th, the 12th hole. Barkley and Adams. That's exactly Very smart. Happens. Very yeah. smart. They knew, done, they knew who you wanted. They yeah. took the guy that you wanted to yeah. spite I mean, you. It was because Eckler fell to the 11th. You don't oftentimes see that. So, I feel, you know, let me take Eckler and let me see if I can, you know, you know get lucky with one of these guys. Right. Sexy. Right. Yeah, it's, it's small little value. It's so, not anything that's So, major, it doesn't but, always work out, but yeah. those are times where you probably would jump in just to kind of take advantage if possible. So, let's talk about Tua for a second. I started to add this topic to our news segment because Flores – Coach Flores gave an interview saying that they're excited about Tua this coming up season. That's fluff. I know, but listen, you guys believe that Miami would be better served in moving Tua and maybe going in a different direction. I'm not going to say the direction that, that y'all are saying that, that they should go. I'm going to allow y'all to kind of go well, through that. Let I don't me think say, we've ever said that, yeah, though. Well, yeah, well, I've never said that. Well, let me yeah. say, okay. This may be just a little bit more than fluff. I don't know what's the next level mm. from, you know, facts, you know, and relevant, you know, <laughs> news to, to fluff. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit more relevant just because this Miami organization, particularly Flores, they really haven't, like, come out and just been like, oh, especially him. He's not come out and just said, oh, you know, I love Tua. He's our quarterback. And they, you know, what they did to him last year, I don't, like, I just, I baffled my mind in terms of taking them in and out of games, yeah. you know, yeah. and putting him in a position where he clearly was not ready. And he even said as much that he really didn't have a full understanding of the, uh, of the playbook coming off a significant injury, yeah. no off season, you know, new system. And, and you just like, and they basically just kind of threw him in there. But, but you also got to remember that last year when 
it was obvious to everybody Fitzpatrick gave him the best opportunity to get to the playoffs and, and be successful. They kept saying after every game, Tua is our starter. I think that was I think that came from the front offices and not the head it, coach. It doesn't so. matter. It doesn't matter who it came from. What he the coach was saying, Flores, every every after game press conference. Tua is going to be our starter going next week. So they, they always were giving him their support as far as him being the guy. They said he was a starter, but he didn't give support in terms of just like, you know, glowing support. I mean, glowing is I mean, that's relative. I, I, what I'm saying is the same way they were giving him support last year, what he's saying now I, is, is yeah. probably on the same we'll agree wavelength. On that one. But, but I, never, I never said Tua wasn't the guy for them. I actually have been a Tua fan since his Alabama days, since even yeah. high school when he was in Hawaii. Um, two is great. What I've always said was, and you're, you're speaking of Watson, what I've always said was the Dolphins have one of, if not the best potential package that they can send to the Texans to get Watson. And I know that's one of the teams that has spoken on, or maybe not directly spoken on, but rumors have said have been interested in acquiring Watson's services. Uh, if that was to happen, if the Dolphins were to be making a decision between Watson and Tua, I think they would probably take Watson. Oh, I think a lot of teams would probably yeah, take absolutely. Watson. Yeah. But I don't think they're just trying to get rid of Tua. I don't no. think they 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 I don't think they, they look down on Tua. They know there's a chance they don't get Watson. It's probably yeah. a high chance they don't get Watson. If they don't get Watson, they're gonna be left with Tua. Yeah. So you just can't you know poison that relationship when the, nothing's the, not imminent, you know? The the they played this situation perfectly. They signed Will Fuller to a one-year deal. Right. Okay. I think it's about ten million. Okay. So nothing, just you know, crazy. You know, not not a crazy. Yeah, amount. nine or ten million. Yeah. They have Devontae Parker. They already got him on. They already had him on a contract. Right. They got Gasecki. They resigned him a, a year or two. Yeah, ago. yeah. Gasecki, I think, is still on his rookie deal. Gasecki's gonna be a free agent yeah, next year. And they drafted a tight end. Hunter Long. And then Michigan. they drafted a you know a rookie wide receiver in Waddle, mm -hmm. who they can use in multiple ways. Right. So they created an offense. Albert Wilson's back too. Albert Wilson's back yet. I like Albert Wilson. So they created an offense that will not only help Tua out, but will be enticing to someone like Watson, who has a no-trade clause. Okay? So I think they did a great job in terms of disguising and basically playing both sides of the fence here. I still like Tua. I like the idea of this Miami offense really being something that uh, uh, you can get a lot of value in in multiple ways. Running back position, whoever it is. They're both, you know, you know, Miles Gaskin may still have some value, and Malcolm Brown, can, Malcolm Brown himself can have value. They got other guys too, <sighs> but from a wide receiver, they're all they're, they're all going they're all going very late. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting Devontae Parker, you know, in the twelfth, thirteenth round is is to me, you know, nice value. If he doesn't pan out, he doesn't pan out. But that's potential. He's going more like the eleventh, but yeah, yeah, maybe the tenth. The, the the problem I got with the Dolphins though is, and I, I don't care. They have two offensive coordinators. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they have Godsey, um, and they have And I think he'll be the one mostly calling the plays. And they, I mean, you know, we, can, we can assume, but the fact that they have two and not one, two two heads trying to figure something it, out, I, I don't like that. Well, they, what's the the thing they always say if you have – what they say for quarterbacks, if you have two quarterbacks, that means you, you don't have, have any quarterback. Yeah. We don't know if that's the case for offensive coordinators. I'm just saying. It just, <laughs> it just seems like that's it's – the same for quarterbacks. It just seems like it's the same thing. And Godsey used to be the, the offensive coordinator for the Texans – um, back in the day, so I, I definitely recall the way he was. Calling that's his when play. we had like six or seven quarterbacks. Like we were like we were like every, all of our quarterbacks kept getting injured. 
No, no, no. I mean, we had a quarterback there. I just don't think his offense. I'm just talking about his offense. I wasn't as excited about his offense. So I mean, we, that's what I'm saying. That was a year where we had multiple. When when he that year we had multiple quarterback injuries. I think we had like four or five quarterbacks. Yeah, but even before the injury, just just the offense that I saw him putting out there. It was, I mean, it was I a little know. suspect. So yeah. that's that's the thing. I like again. I like to. Uh, I like the pieces. The Dolphins are set up to to They're, to they, be successful. If you ask me. They have a they have a good uh-huh. offensive line that could be well above average, and they have offensive pieces in place. I mean, I don't know me, if their offensive line is that great, actually. I said a good offensive line that could be above average. They can okay. They, they okay. put they they put a lot you. of investments in I their offensive you. line. So um. and they, and they have an off season. So to me, their off season signified that they want to stretch the field, okay, and get. Tua looking more downfield, right? Less checkdowns to running backs, and and really, I mean, I just think again, given where these, where the Miami Dolphins skill players are going in drafts, it's one of those where I could see there being significant value that doesn't cost you much. It's not going to kill yeah, your draft. There's there's value there. Definitely not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Um, but I, but I we could see Watson. I mean, if Watson. That's what I was saying. I this, think you were saying that yeah. we was uh, they might not be yeah. sold on him. I do. I, I agree with that. I don't think they're yeah. totally sold oh, no, on him. No, you know they're they're looking. They're looking. It's and that's like the thing. That. And that's looking. the thing. If they do trade for Watson, I mean value up, up, up. Oh yeah, yeah. You we know, could probably so, say that for any team to trade for Watson. But, yeah. but I mean that, that. So that that's the allure. And and yes, I have drafted two, and not in a lot of drafts, but in some drafts where you know I think you know I need that sort of kind of potential upside quarterback. I know he's not a Konami code quarterback, but he runs enough for me. He got a little bit in him. Yeah, he got a little bit in him. He is a little bit in him. you know, to me, like that, you know, drafting him in the 16th, 17th round, okay, most of those guys are getting, you know, uh, ad dropped anyway. Right. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. It's really those skill players that I think could potentially benefit. Right. So let's stay on quarterbacks for a second. I want to talk about Kyler Murray. He's in, in my opinion – the most competitive, the most difficult division in football. Do we expect Kyler Murray to break records this year? I mean, he's coming off of injury. He's in a very competitive division. He's going at a place in drafts that I think people expect him to do some special things. Do you guys expect him to break some records this I mean, year? first off, I'm going to need you to put some respect on the AFC South, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about most competitive come on, division. Come on. Come on. <laughs> No, but all jokes aside. I thought you were actually going to say, well, never mind. I guess, I guess it would be the NFC Put some respect on our names. Uh, no, but seriously, um, I'm a huge Kyler fan. Okay? I've, mm-hmm. you know, I think we said this in previous pods, uh, podcasts. We, there is definitely you know, a need of having some hope that he takes that next step as a quarterback in terms yeah. of being able to read defenses and really utilize all aspects of the field. And I think he needs to be able to spread the ball around. I don't have a lot of DeAndre Hopkins because I think for him to take that next step, he needs to not lock in on one quarterback, okay? Mm. He needs to kind of increase that A dot. He needs to really spread the ball around and make defenses think. I know he got hurt last year, and he's talked about, you know, maybe not using his legs as often as a weapon. But when you were back there in the pocket, play breaks down, or you're having difficulty finding someone open, instincts are going to kick in. So 
For me personally, I, I'm not even concerned about that, okay? He's going to do what he's always done from that respect, and I think they're still going to have goal line packages where he's just w- walking into the in, end zone, okay? Hmm. You know, moon walking into the end zone. I mean, literally wide open gaping holes based off of the, their play design. Uh, but I love the additions. I love, I don't care what anybody says, I love the addition of A.J. Green, another stable hand mm-hmm. uh, or a stable, uh, a solid wide receiver, veteran uh, with sure hands. I'm going to erase what I saw last year, okay? Players in bad situations, they're just not going to be as motivated. That's just life, okay? Think about the last time you were in a bad situation and how motivated you were. Uh, But really, it's also that addition of Rondell Moore. I love that addition. I've talked him up very often. He's someone that's difficult to draft to try and really rely on in redraft leagues. But I more so love what he's going to be able to do for this offense. I think – I'm hopeful that they're going to be very, very creative with how they use him. And I think he's just going to be an exceptional yak guy. You can use him in so many different ways to where it will really expand Kyler's game and force the defenses to think and then open and make things easier for guys like DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of Kyler and I love where he's going this, this year. Him, Lamar. I love those guys this year in the sixth round. Dale, do you expect Kyler to to really break records in that division? No, I don't. <laughs> I think he's gonna have a great season. Yeah, but you're saying he's gonna break records? No, yeah. no. I mean, it's not easy to just break records. He he was having a great season last year. He'll probably have a great season this year. I like yeah. all the additions. Um, when, when you talk about records, are we talking like fantasy point records or just like passing yardage or rushing yardage? Because he could break the rushing yardage, of course, even though that's set by Lamar right now. I don't know if he can do that. Yeah, I, don't even know, I don't even know if he can do that. He's, he's definitely not passing the passing season. records. And right, he's not passing right. the, yeah, he's not going to break the, the passing records. This so. is the crazy thing about him. It's like he doesn't really throw for a lot of touchdowns, okay? No, he runs so for a lot. He runs for a lot. Yeah. But if, he can, if that offense can really break through and he can really improve in the passing game, I'm telling you, he's just going to explode. He started with, off last year. With his stature, though, and coming off an injury, do you expect him to run as much as he did last season? Yes, I do. I don't, do I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's, that's us getting into the mind of, of Cliff Kingsbury because he saw what he did last year. He ran a lot to start the season. He was doing great. They were very successful, but then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then when he got hurt, um, I don't know if it was the coaches reeling Murray back or Murray himself saying, I can't run as well. Or maybe defense is just getting a better hand on how to contain Murray. Something happened. We all saw it. Yeah, you know? combination so, of all three. So um, I don't know what they're going to decide to do this year. Are they going to say, well, we were successful. Let's go all in on this. You just mm-hmm. tweak it a little bit. Or are they going to say, you know what? That kind of was a little bit uh, reckless, so let's back up a little bit and let's utilize all these new weapons that we brought for you so you don't have to run as much. Um, or is it going to be a mixture of both? You know, status quo, same thing as what we did last year, and just keep it moving. You know, ain't no telling. Let me um, tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to ground and pound because who do they bring yeah, in yeah. for running back position? Oh, yeah. And how much do they pay him? Yeah. Not, yeah. And I'm not talking down on James Conner, but just go look at the contract. You know what this offense is. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's still going to be a – I mean – it's still going to be a passing offense because it kind of has to. Yeah. Like you just said, they're in the same division as the Rams, mm-hmm. the 49ers. Who's the 14? The C- Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, yeah. yeah. All yeah. these offenses that we expect to yeah. Yeah, be high octane, putting up a lot of points. They're yeah. going to have to be in shootouts. I mean, you've got some good defenses in the division as well, but these offenses are, are tailor-made 
to put up as many points as they possibly can. And <clears throat> the Cardinals are going to have to, you know, keep up, you know. So definitely they're going to have to throw a lot, utilize their strengths, which is Kyler's legs, Hopkins, you know, playmaking ability, um, Rondell's playmaking ability. Yeah. Um, and I, I even like James Conner's uh, pass-catching ability better than I like Kenyon Drake's. Kenyon Drake is, is the most confusing player in the world to me because I remember him in Miami, and I think that's what most people are drawing from, and I, and I get that, and I understand that from, from the standpoint of what he can do in a passing game. But if you go back and watch what he did in a passing game when he was with the Cardinals last year, it was terrible. He did not look like a pass-catching back. I don't know and if I, people – I don't know if people are leaning on his Miami days. I think what people are more so leaning on is the days when he was traded to the Cardinals and how he finished that season. Yeah, he finished he, that he was a league strong. winner he did. at the end of that season. I think he that's did. what people are still kind but of But I'm speaking more hanging from their head his, on. I'm, still, I'm speaking more from a passing game standpoint. So gotcha. I think I, I like – he just looked very uncomfortable last yeah. year in that role. I, I, I think the, the main reason why a lot of people are looking at Drake as – you know, what he's going to do in the passing game. I think more so of it is because of the way Gruden has talked about him. Oh, they paid him a contract. Uh, they talked about right, it. Right, right. Not, not even I, just the I contract. Like, try. Gruden has just kept yeah. talking him up like they're going to utilize him in the passing game. I think Drake himself says, I'm yeah. going to be a weapon in the passing game. And he's, that beat drove, yeah. everybody just keeps hearing it. And number one, he's yeah. injured. But different different yeah, offense, right different offense, uh, you know. And, they, and, they talked and, about him bulking up and, last year. And, like, so. and Somebody put a stat out on Twitter this week where they said Josh Jacobs, his whole career has only had one target on third down. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, yeah. so. So we all yeah. we're looking at the the other option is somebody that's not utilized much at all. And, and I'm not I'm not comparing 2020 uh, Kenyon Drake projections. I'm I'm talking about what I saw on film from Kenyon Drake in 2020. The how little he offered in the passing game. Yeah. I think James Conner will do a better job from a standpoint of helping Kyler out. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see James Conner utilize a lot there. You know, Chase Edmonds, he's never been an every down running back. He's never really had the opportunity. He doesn't really have the size. I know they say he bulked up and trimmed yeah. down at the same time, which really doesn't make sense to me, but he did it. Um, <laughs> so we don't really know if they're going to really utilize him as that ground and pound type back. If they're at the goal line they want to run, I can He's easily not a see, goal line back. Yeah, I can easily see them say, okay, Connor, get in there. Um He's and we've seen we've back. seen Connor in a feature role have pseudo let me not say pseudo, but to some extent some success. He's had he's been very um, successful so at the goal line. We I mean we've all seen it. If you watch yeah. enough football, a guy at the beginning of the season can have one type of role and then as the season progresses, mm -hmm. when they start seeing what a certain guy gives them, yeah. they start saying, you know what? Let's give this guy more work. I think it's going to be a hot hand approach. And, and don't be surprised. Yeah, it might even be, be hot, hot hand. hand so don't be surprised yeah. if Connor gets more work than what we're probably projecting. Or, you yeah. know, I don't project, but what yeah. probably people assume it to be. Edmonds um, will get the, like, two-minute hurry-up work. Uh, Connor and, like, and also, Edmonds has had injury problems in the past. They all have. Them. Yeah, yeah. But, Edmund, <laughs> but Edmonds definitely has, you yeah. know. So, um, you know, it could go either way. They still got a guy in the backfield that um, – and I haven't heard anything about him. I don't know why, but Eno Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. He was a great. He was a hot. He was a hot. He was a <laughs> he was great a, running back at Arizona yeah. State. Um, he was wasn't drafted high, but he was very productive in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he played special team for him last year. I don't even think he really got much play at all. Yeah, like I yeah. think they almost redshirted him. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else is back there? I don't know anybody else they brought back. It could be a situation yeah. one of those guys get hurt. Eno might Man. get some burn, and yeah. if he shows up. Stay ready. You never know. Stay ready. Stay yeah. ready. Yeah. You know, so.
All right, guys. I have a huge docket in the morning, <laughs> and we're getting close to two hours. Oh yeah, that's the end. This of is first and fifteen. Okay. This is. Oh wait, episode- wait, 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 wait. A few guys for my dynasty folks. So right. we know Jalen Hurd missed the pup. Oh, I knew so we talked about him. Um, but Kylan Granson. Oh, yeah. Colin Granson. He got some buzz. Now, now, I, now, we talked about him a while ago, right? Yeah. We brought his name up. We heard some good things. Yeah. SMU tight end. Yeah. Um, the Colts supposedly were banging their table to get this guy. Yeah. Fourth round pick or maybe third round. I think it was more fourth round pick. A senior. So he's an older prospect. So we heard about him. Yeah. Didn't put much weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently today he was one of the stars in camp. Yeah. You know, so. But more importantly, he was running with the ones. He was running with the ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of file that away. This is what he that, might He might not be anything, but yeah. just file he that away. He may be what they wanted Trey Burton to be. Yeah. Uh, and he may be what Eric Ebron was. Now, it's a lot asking for a rookie tight end. Right. So, but he, like and, I said. And on the other away. hand, on the other end, one of my favorites, Jacob Harris. We just found out he had surgery. Core. Minor. For minor, core injury, a core minor. injury surgery. He's on the side. He's on the side. Yeah, he's on the right. sideline. Uh, he's not on the pup though, Kirk. No, no, no. He's no, not he's on not on the pup. Mm-hmm. They actually said he'll be back in a, a few weeks, but yeah. you know how that is. He's another guy. Um, you know, I right or wrong. Uh, I wish he had those reps though, man. I drafted him not too long ago. I wish he had those reps, but on a okay. on a team where I drafted Higby, and it was almost, I was just like, it wasn't really a handcuff, but it was just like a, a situation where like, man, if Higby goes down. Jacob Harris. Yeah. And, and and this is and again, this is this is a you know definitely uh yeah a reach. This is a this is a deep, deep sleeper. And also Tyler Croft getting uh first team reps over Chris Herndon. Oh, right Chris now, Herndon. So. It's still time. Just wanna put we that still, in we, there. Still, we still got time. We still got time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yes, sir. We gotta get out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah, we yeah. gotta get out of here. This is first and fifteen. Appreciate y'all for joining this us. This is re- we're really out this time. Yeah. It's two episodes. This is episode nine. <laughs> right. We might have to split this episode. This is episode nine, first and fifteen. Thanks for listening. Stay ready. Like, rate, subscribe. We're out.